people come and go. And sometimes people will tell me about, do you know about so-and-so? I'm like, oh, boy, I'm fixing to find out. And they're like, did you know? Did you know? And I'm like, yeah, I know. But God's grace is greater than all that sin. Amen? I mean, aren't you glad that God's grace and his blood can cover your sin? That you can come in here and hold your head up and go, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I need you, Jesus. Do you need Jesus more today than you need him yesterday? I do. You're saying, well, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty straight, bro. I got, I got it together. All right, let, let's, let's keep looking at this text. He's just talking about this light produces. Verse 11, take no part in the worthless deeds of evil, darkness. Instead, expose them. So is you and I just share the hope of Christ? Is we share a simple testimony? Is we share scriptures naturally, supernaturally as God gives us? Let it judge the heart. It's amazing how many times you can just hear a scripture or you can hear somebody on the radio, or you can hear it on a podcast, or you can be in a small group with somebody, and they begin to speak truth. And sometimes there's immediate response. And sometimes it's slow. And sometimes you have to hear it again, and again, and again. And the great thing is, it's when you finally say, God, I want to hitch my wagon to that. God, I want to change. God, I, I want to be different than I used to be. Lord, th this is not good. Uh, you know, this, this whole thing, he, he talks here earlier, he's talking about different sins, and uh, I, I read this statement, it says, you're only, a, a, a counselor said one time, you're only as sick as your secrets. <laughs> you're only as sick as your secrets. So when the light of Christ begins to expose our hearts for what they really are, then there's great platform opportunity to change, to be different, to be, what I said at the top, how can I be free the way I can be free is to live a clean life before God, to keep short accounts with the Father, to say, Lord, I want to walk in freedom. Oh, God, this bondage, man, bondage is just heavy. Have you ever been in bondage over an issue? And what would you do? Oh, man, you cried, you stayed awake, you, you talked to people, hopefully you talked to God, you were doing everything you could, you just wanted to have the curse, you just wanted to have the addiction broken, it just zapped you of all your life and your energy, and you were just making bad choices, and then, and then, God broke through, you received fully what Christ had for you, and you got free. Isn't it a great place to be free in Jesus Christ? Where you just walk in the room and go, yeah, man, I am messed up. Everybody here, I'm messed up. But Christ is working in me, and I've turned my heart toward him, and I've, I've asked him to forgive my sin, and here's how I'm walking. Now, that's refreshing, isn't it? But if you go in there going, all right, I'm really bad, but I want to manage it. I don't want you all to know how bad I really am. That's just bondage. And God says, man, I want you to be free. I want you to see what I've got. Here, here's what I know. Write this down. This right here is worth the whole reason for coming today. The truth hurts. The truth hurts, and it always hurts before it heals you. The truth of God's Word hurts many times. But with God working, it brings healing. All right, let's pick on you, Jeff, since you're the most recent surgery victim. Jeff went in, pain in his hand, left hand. Okay, I got to do the left hand. All right, left hand, lots of pain, throb. And they went in there, and the doctor said, this is going to be like eating a bowl of ice cream. You're going to really enjoy this, Jeff. If he did, I'm going to that doctor. No, I'm not going to that doctor. a liar. And Jeff had surgery. And that hand, 
Jeff, it's been feeling great, hasn't it? No throb, no pain, nothing, right? That's a lie, isn't it? And man, that thing's been hurting. He's got it in here. But you know what I know? In, in the physical God, that, that truth, that, that work, it did what? Stripped out all that. They're trying to get it right. And it hurts and it stings and it's uncomfortable. But healing will come. God's word, it stings. It convicts. Man, somebody, somebody speaks a word of truth on you sometimes and you go, I agree. And then sometimes you're like, ah, uh, man, let's get some new friends. <laughs> I don't like to hear that one. But if you'll receive it, if it's, if it's of God, if it's scriptural, if it's consistent with God's word, it will bring a healing in your life. This morning, we're just talking about freedom. So this morning, it might be something that's just got you held back. And my prayer is that today, you're going to break loose from that thing that's holding you down, that thing that's just gnarly and it's, it's wrapped around you and it won't let go. And God's like, man, today, I want you to break loose. I want you to awaken to what I have. Let, move on down here with me in verse uh, 12. It's shameful to even talk about these things that ungodly people do in secret. I come in here, man, I hear so much as a pastor, as a counselor, people tell me stuff. Sometimes I blush. I've had people come to my office and say stuff. I go, ah, you shouldn't be talking like that. Now, I don't do that out loud, but inside I'm just like, ooh, I'm uncomfortable. Because, man, it, you just shouldn't talk like that, you know. But then when they finally get through it, whatever it is, and God begins to heal, oh, it's beautiful. Just, just look at that verse. Think about it. Verse 13, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. There's that light, the light of the gospel the light of Christ shines on us. It makes a difference. For the light makes everything visible. That's why he said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. When you became a Christian, the light of the gospel invaded your heart, and it rises up to give you liberty. Just write down the word liberty and circle it in your notes. Liberty. Circle it. God, I want liberty. I want, God, I want to be liberated. When you're liberated, man, you're having fun. When you're liberated, you've got the joy of the Lord. When you're liberated, your witness is so bright for Christ, and bondage is just the opposite. So we get transformed by the light. Listen to what John 3, 19. But when the light does its work here, it contains within itself, though, this healing power as we look here at this gospel. So you know what else light does? Let's just be honest. Light makes people angry sometimes. <laughs> I'll give you an example. You're sleeping, and somebody comes in and cuts on the light. They go, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. They do not. You remember when you were a little kid? And what did you, my mama did it. She'd walk in the room and cut the light on. And I wanted to go, woman. Except my daddy told me not to say that. In my mind, I said it. Woman, what is wrong with you? And I go, huh. Or I'd grunt at her, and she'd leave the room. Light, couldn't stand the light. And then I got the badge dad and i had two girls and i had one that would rise up and be obedient quickly and i had another i'll let you figure it out <laughs> and dynamite had to go off to get that one up turn on the lights we even had floodlights installed in our bedroom no we didn't see i'm making fun of it right now but i don't know the light though man light makes you angry sometimes and the light of christ sometimes it'll make you angry because you got to change but if you want to have the peace of Christ, you got to change. Say, God, do something here. Lord, uh, this light, it might be that God's just saying, you need to slow down. You're running too fast. And maybe God's word's beginning to convict you about that. Those psalmists just said one day, be still. 
be still, O my soul, and know that I'm God. Every time I think about Psalm 46.10, I think about the stillness of God. That when I get, cease from my labors, cease my striving, and know Him, the light comes. And the answers come, and revelation comes, and transformation, I pray, comes. So I, I heard this, I thought this was great since I talked about Dr. Graham the other day and Billy and thought about him a lot this week. Somebody asked Billy Graham one time, they said, Billy, what is the biggest surprise in life that you've discovered? And you know what his response was? Life is brevity. Life is so short. He lived to be 99 years old. He looked like Moses when you see pictures of him sitting in his chair there in North Carolina. 99 is a pretty long life, isn't it? But compared to eternity, it's boom. And Billy knew that, man, life on this earth is so short. So I want to live my life to the fullest that I can. So God, help us to, to see you. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to show you why I said that. Keep on going here. Verse uh, 15. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but those who are wise. You know any fools? Don't look right and don't look left, okay? Look at verse 16. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. One translation, I like this one. Redeem the time. I like that. Redeem the time. So we're living in purity. We're living in the light, number three. Number four, we're walking in wisdom. You know, that's what I'm praying you're doing as a Christ follower. You're walking in the wisdom of God because you've chosen to obey his word. And in that, walking in wisdom, I put this in parentheses, you learn to watch your steps. You just learn to watch your steps. You learn to observe your steps and go, God, I want my steps pleasing to you. Lord, I want you to order my steps because, Lord, without you, I'm, I'm sunk. I'm, I'm, I want to make the most of the opportunities. The, the Bible says these are desperate times. There's a desperate day that we need Christ. And it's today. And, God, we want to know what time it is, God. And it's the time to, to walk up rightly, God. It's the time to do the right thing. It's the, the time to do the honorable thing. It's the time to do the holy thing unto the Lord. Lord, help us to have strength. There's this urgency. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King talked about the, the fierce urgency of now in one of his speeches. And sometimes, or all the time, I think that's what God wants. Just the urgency of this moment, God, I want to get right with you. This morning, I, I pray that God would move in this room and move in your hearts and minds. And we would sense the urgency not to live as the pagans, not to live as the wicked folks, but to live as the righteous of Christ and somehow to honor him. See, Ephesus, what I know about it, it was a commerce city. A lot of, a lot of business dealings were going on. They were given over to heathens. I mean, it was just uh, off the chart. It was a place of international commerce, as I said, in business. It had a lot. But it also was this, this sex capital kind of place that they had prostituted pure and holy sex and the thanks to the Lord. And they had just they'd made a mess of it. There, one historian says their morals are lower than the animals. They just, they didn't. So you, you read about Ephesus in uh, other history outside the Bible, you go, we ain't got nothing on Ephesus. I mean, Ephesus was a, a city of sin. And yet God, through Paul, is calling them to live a life of purity, live a life that walks in the wisdom of Christ.
And it walks after God. And, and move on down here. So we make the most of every opportunity. Verse 17, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. In other words, just right by verse 17, what is God's will for my life? Well, God's will is his word. That's general will. But then there's that specific will. Then God, what is it you want me to do in this situation? That's where we rely on the Holy Spirit to lead us and to give us all manner of freedom. Look at number five. Now, this is so critical. This is the pivot of the whole thing. Be filled with the Spirit. Oh, I love that. What does the church need today? The Holy Spirit. What do we need, to do, need today? The power of the Holy Spirit in the life of us as Christians. God, we want you to come. We want to be filled with you. Lord, we desperately need you. And I'm, some of you might say, man, that's me. I'm, I'm a candidate for that. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning into that. Christ, I want you to come. Because the Scripture talks about not getting drunk with wine but at least a debauchery, but instead be what? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. So I just stop right there. Just underline that in your Bible. God, I want to be filled. The being filled is not a one-time event like salvation. It's in the present tense in the Greek. It is a continuous, ongoing action over and over and over again and again and again and here's what I know. When the Holy Spirit begins to have free reign in our hearts, then we have a changed life. And a changed life equals freedom. Just box that in. Changed life equals freedom. When I let Christ change me from the inside out, every day I walk after Him. Wisdom for living in the age, a joyful heart, a heart filled with thanksgiving, a heart filled with mutual submission, just a heart after God. It's a command. This isn't some uh, language that it's like God commands us, be filled with the Spirit. And so my prayer is a day that you ask the Holy Spirit to fill you every day. Holy Spirit, come. I'm empty. I leaked all night long. <laughs> I leaked all day yesterday, Holy Spirit. Come, fill me. I pray for that at home. And then sometimes, you, you ever felt like you were real full when you got up from a cup of coffee, or you got up from reading your Bible, or having devotions, and you got to work, and you met some sinful people and, and and you met some dumb people and you just dealt with some things and about two o'clock you have no you have no feeling of the holy spirit you know you're so much in the flesh and you you wish somebody would come to your office and go go be filled so they're not gonna say that because they want to keep their job and maybe they don't know christ so they wouldn't know to tell you that but god says man be filled be filled with the holy spirit that present tense lord again and again constantly controlled by you it's like this here it is I'll give you an illustration of the Holy Spirit. These are hard because the Holy Spirit is God, and you're trying to, you know, I've heard it, a tree and apples and all that. Here, here's the best one I know. You ever used a glove? Not much in Montgomery, but okay, but sometimes. A glove by itself, not a lot of purpose, is it? The glove has to have something. It has to have the what? The hand. And when the hand slides inside the glove, it fills up the glove. It has purpose, right? to go and to do great things. So here it is. The Holy Spirit wants to come and fill your vessel. And He wants to be tight with you. He wants to be in union with you. And when He does, He wants to control you. And when He controls you and me, then we walk in victory. Then we begin to walk in the freedom. And it doesn't say, the Holy Spirit didn't go, go fill yourself. He says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ask God, ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come and fill me. Fillability, the issue. Lord, I want to give you control. That's a great word. Just write down the word control in, in that area. 
God, I want to give you free control because I'm making a mess out of this life without you. But Lord, you've given me Trinity. You've given me yourself. You died and rose. You ascended and you sent the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's in the world today. How many of you are grateful that the Holy Spirit is here and alive and active in the life of believers this morning? Amen? And you're just like, yeah, well, man, that's truth. Good. Let it expose you. You say, well, Lord, let me be more filled. Let me be more controlled by consent. And look at verse 19. We're going to land this plane. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. This is interesting. Psalms. It's when I read the Psalms, you know what I see? I see man's deliverance. King David penned most of the Psalms and he's being delivered from sin, from enemies, whatever. And, and we and in that day they would sing a lot of psalms to the Lord. And sometimes we'll have modern day contemporary artists, they'll they'll take a psalm and they'll make it a song, and it's and it's really cool. But he says, speak to one another in this manner, sing. And he says, with hymns, and we know what hymns are although we don't know a lot about hymns because we're a contemporary church, but we've been doing, the last 10 years, we've brought them back in our repertoire, and we see the beauty and the power of hymns. Amen? Some of you are like, okay. And then we have those spiritual songs, and those spiritual songs are more spontaneous responses out of our heart. Uh, we just, uh, sometimes, I, I, sometimes I just sing. Uh, you know, I just sing to the Lord. I, sometimes I sing a, a worship song we sing here. Sometimes I just sing a, a song of praise, of magnification that comes out of my heart. And, and the Lord instructs us to do here, to, to do that in a way that just honors Him. It's a, here, here's a spiritual song. It's a song that's prompted by the Holy Spirit. So Lord, fill us with those kind of songs today. And then, and then look at verse 20 and we'll close it out. And then He goes, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be thankful. That's what Paul would say. Live holy, live pure, be free. Now be grateful. Now be thankful. Here's the, here's the scriptures today to close that out. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. Therefore, we never stop thanking God that when you receive his message from us. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. So God... I'm a follower of you. Give me a thankful heart. God, God, fill my heart. Fill my life with the power of Christ, with the power of the Holy Spirit. God, I want to walk in freedom. How many want to walk in freedom today? If you don't want to walk in freedom, stand up right now. If you want to walk in freedom, stand. I mean, some of you don't want to, so you don't have to stand. Yeah. You want to walk in? Look around. See. Look at all these people. Look to your left and to your right. They're declaring, I want to walk in freedom. No, some of you are saying, I just want to get up. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Wrong answer. My prayer is that you will walk in the fullness of Christ. So I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and to fill us in a powerful way today. And this is a daily thing for you to do in your walk with God. Lord God, close your eyes. Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for this service. And Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. We call upon you all the time, but come. Come, Holy Spirit, and have your way today. Fill us, overflow, well up in us, liberate us this morning. Make us more like our Savior. Give us power. Give us joy. Give us liberty. And may we ask continually, every day, Holy Spirit, have your way 
take control and lead me in the ways of Jesus. I want to imitate Christ. May the church go out in that spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.